Well, hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back to Divine High Pass. This is Amanda here. I have survived another night of watching Dahmer. If anybody's watching that show on Netflix, um, I don't know how we're watching this. I mean, I'm watching it, but I don't know how we're watching it because <laughs> every night I go to bed and I, that's the problem. I watch it at night and I go to bed and I'm scared for my life. And it's he, Evan Peters played a great, um, Jeffrey Dahmer for sure. I, I can't even picture him as himself. You know, he, I just totally lose him as a person. Um, when he's acting the part of Jeffrey Dahmer. So job well done. You, uh, get an Oscar nomination from me for sure. Hopefully, you know, take that for what it's worth. But, uh, you have my nomination. And, uh, yeah, that's a pretty creepy show. Creepy story. Really sad. Really, really sad with that, what that guy did to so many men and just ruined their families' lives. And it's really sad, but yeah, so here I am. I survived. And, um, I wanted to talk about this. This past weekend was my daughter's birthday. She's nine years old now. I can't believe I'm a nine-year-old. So crazy. Time truly does fly. Uh, but, you know, I always look at, especially recently, I've looked at my daughter's birthday kind of like as a, a coming of age for myself as well. You know, it'll be almost, she's nine. So it's almost a decade of having her in my life. And I've come so far in those nine years. Thinking back to when I had her and the mindset that I had, you know, I almost say to myself, Jesus Christ, you probably shouldn't even have had a kid, but, <laughs> um, you know, everything happens in divine timing, but I, you know, I always use it as an opportunity to kind of go back and see how far I've come, you know, and, um, a big thing for me with my daughter was when I had her, I realized that there were things that I was giving to her unconsciously that started to trigger my conscious mind, you know, like that, that love, patience, kindness, seeing her discover things for the first time, you know, like kids, when they find their joy, babies, that big baby belly laugh and it, it triggered something in me. It, it filled me up for a little bit, you know, but then it left me feeling empty because I realized that I didn't have those things for myself. And I was giving my child something that I wasn't giving myself. And then it made me realize that maybe I didn't receive those things in the way that I thought I should have received them growing up. So it really sent me through a spiral of essentially triggering my revolution is what I like to call it. You know, I revolutionized my life. I upgraded myself. I healed myself. I, I grew into this woman that I am today, but I would like to say that having my first child, my little girl did that for me. That was my red flag because I was seeing myself give her things that I did not receive. And that was really hard for me to come to terms with, you know, because we all want to have that good relationship 
with our parental figures. And I was, you know, me and my mom didn't really have the greatest relationship. We always butted heads and, um, you know, it was really difficult growing up with her. And, you know, I, I now looking back, I, you know, I've, I've, me and my mom have a great relationship now. And I realized that, you know, there were things that maybe my mom just wasn't in the place to give me because she wasn't giving herself those things. Um, and maybe there were things that she wasn't choosing to work on within herself and that's completely okay. You know, like I'm, who am I to judge that? But I held on to those things, you know, in the form of resentment and anger and not receiving, you know, in the way that I thought that I would, should receive even growing up as a young, you know, right before I had her, I didn't have the ideal relationship with my mom. Me and my mom didn't really make amends until, make amends until, hmm, I would have to say a few years after my daughter was born. But there were ways that my mom was showing me that she loved me that I just wasn't choosing to see. My mom is a big QVC shopper. I don't know if any of you watch QVC. It's, it's primarily in, on the East coast. I'm from Jersey in case I didn't let you guys know that I'm originally from Philly, but I, I live in Jersey. So if you're on the East coast in that area, you probably know what QVC is. If not for yourself, for your mother, because my mother every Saturday and and Sunday will not leave me alone about things that are on QVC. And quite honestly, I'm here for it call me up, order me the thing because I love it. I'm a QVC shopper as well. But you know, my mom would do things like that. She's a a buyer as a way to show that she loves you. And for years and years and years, she did that for me. You know, she always made sure that we were provided for. She always made sure that we had clean clothes, new clothes before she had anything for herself. And that was her way of showing love. And I just never accepted it because it wasn't my love language. And you know, growing up, I realized that I needed to heal from our relationship and the things that we had went through together and start acknowledging the ways that she shows love. So, you know, I started embracing that and it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, wow, like here's my mom, you know, showing me that she loved me all this time and I wasn't accepting it. Um, but yeah, you know, um, holidays are coming and QVC shopping has begun and I've already gotten a few things from good old Sue. That's my mom. But, um, yeah, where was I going with that? Oh, you know, so yeah, me and my mom didn't have a good relationship. And I realized that there were things that I was giving my child that honestly, I shouldn't say that, you know, my mom didn't do a thing that I did because maybe she was in a place where, like I said, she was unable to give to me because she wasn't able to give to herself. But I was in the same place. I wasn't giving to myself, but here I was giving to my child. And I got to say, it wasn't easy. It took effort. It took, it took effort. The love didn't take effort. I mean, the minute I laid my eyes on that pudgy little ball of joy, I was just smitten. You know, it's, it's, it's an experience they say you never will know until you experience it. That love, true love at first sight. But other things like having patience and, you know, playing with my child and 
spending time being present with my child. It took effort. It was really hard. That was like the conscious thing that I had to do that I kind of was like rewiring my brain to like, okay, this is how mothers should interact with their children. And it really was hard for me to do. And that's what sparked the change that I needed within me. And, you know, every time that she has a birthday, I always look back at how far I've come, you know, and I'm so proud of myself that I started giving myself those things that I felt weren't given to me, you know, that unconditional love, compassion, grace, gratitude, telling myself that I was worthy, telling myself that I had a purpose, you know, all the things, all the things. And then, you know, it's brought me to where I, I am today and I'm really, really proud. So here's to my daughter. Her name is Anna. She is a spitfire. Happy birthday, girlfriend. And, uh, Yeah, she has a birthday party coming up this Friday with her friends. We will be viewing Hocus Pocus 2. I know we have Hocus Pocus fans out there. If you're listening to this, you probably are a Hocus Pocus fan. I love Hocus Pocus. It's a part of my childhood. I'm 36, so do the math. I don't know how old I was when that movie came out, but I know I was young. And I love that it's still around and it's a a fan favorite for every time Halloween comes on. Although I do get a little sick of it come the first week of October. Um, So I'm really glad that they're putting another movie out. And I don't know if you guys saw, speaking of holiday movies, Christmas, there's another Santa Claus coming out. And Tim Allen is playing Santa Claus. I don't know how this turned into like a movie review and Oscar nomination um, discussion, but here we are. Um, But yeah. Uh, Tim Allen is playing Santa Claus once again, and it looks like he may be retiring. And I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle that. That is my childhood. That is my Santa Claus. Um, I love that. Love those movies. I will be playing them on a loop as of October or November 1st when my tree goes up. I am a next day after Halloween, although I do love the spookiness. And the dressing up and the trick-or-treating with my kids. I do. I love it all. Love it all. But God, November 1st hits. I am swiping the shelves in my house into a bin in disgust. Get this shit off my shelves and give me all the trees and all the gingerbread men and all the, the snowmen. It's going up. It's going down. It's going down and they're going up. So that's me. Um, but I do love Halloween, especially where we moved. Uh, like I said, I'm in South Jersey. So we lived the life of suburbia. And I came from a neighborhood in Philly, you know, concrete. We had no grass. Um, so trick-or-treating is a definitely a different experience over here. Neighbors go all out, all out. I mean, I go all out for Christmas. Don't get me wrong. My house looks like the Griswolds. But Halloween, um, there are people that go all out. They do like a whole haunted house on their front lawn. And I'm, I'm here for it. I am here for it. We had a really good time last year dressed up. Um, this year we will be dressing up as a family. We will be doing the Adams family. Jojo, my son, he's four. He will be cousin it. 
head to toe in hair. Anna is playing. <laughs> is playing. Um, Anna will be uh, dressing up as Wednesday Adams. I am Morticia, and my husband Joe is. You guessed it, Gomez, and he will have um thing on his on his shoulder. So it should be really cute. I think this is our first year dressing up as a family, so that's really fun. Fun, fun, fun. But yeah. Uh, so that's what's going on on the uh, Oscar nomination, uh, new movie reviews, and Anna's birthday front. In other news, um, I just finished my uh, my course on becoming a TEDx speaker. You know, I thought to myself, I need to do something that's in more alignment with who I am. And I love doing things like this, speaking to people, communicating with people, with a, a, a crowd. You know, if you handed me a microphone and said, go up and speak, I could do it. I could, I could do it in a split second. I'm here for it. I was in this place where I was coaching one-on-one and I love, believe me, I love making an impact and having my one-on-one clients. But the more that I did it, and it had, had nothing to do with the clients, nothing at all. They were all wonderful, beautiful people, uh, women. But the more I did it, I realized, you know what? I'm not meant to be a one-on-one type person. I'm more meant to impact a collective, if you will. So I started shifting out of coaching and into speaking and mentoring and mentoring in a way for me, life coaching and mentoring is very different. Life coaching is more, you're coaching, you're giving tips, but you're allowing them to kind of figure it out for themselves. Whereas mentoring is you're sharing your personal experience. You're sharing your story. You essentially are becoming a storyteller in hopes that it inspires and sparks a change. And for me, that feels more natural because I have so much that I've learned from my experiences that I thought, you know, I did this work and this is what I found out and this is what I uncovered. So there's someone out there that could be struggling to even begin to think that, you know, starting that work would, would spark any change within themselves. So if I can put myself out there and say, Hey, I did this and this is what I uncovered. Or, you know, I, I sat with myself and I thought about this and this is what I found out about myself. If I can put myself out there, no matter how vulnerable that is or how, you know, exposed that is, um, if I'm helping someone in the process, then that's that I'm here for it. Like, that's what I want to do. And if I can speak on my story and tell my story um, in a way that it inspires someone to say, hey, if this crazy bitch from Philly can do it, then I can do it too. And that's absolutely what I want people to take home. It really is. And I want people to realize that, you know, there's so much more to what we think up in our mind. And I'm not saying to bypass your mind and your mental, um, you know, things that you have going on. I'm just saying that there's a whole other part of us that we can utilize. Like the other day, I posted a, a reel on my Instagram. And, you know, when you hear something from someone and they say something to you like, so-and-so, you're such a beautiful person. Why don't you see your beauty? You're beautiful inside and out. 
you're you're so much better than him. You can do so much better. You offer you bring so much to the table. Or you're so good at what you do. You need to start using your voice and making an impact. Or, you know, you need to start trusting yourself. You're really fucking smart. You're a genius. And when we hear those things from other people, we have like what we, you know, like an emotional breakdown. We find ourselves tearing up or we cry. That's because, my friends, you're getting something from somebody else that you should be getting, giving to yourself. And your soul is resonating with those words. Your soul is crying out like, yes, listen to them. Start telling yourself these things. This is your truth. You're hearing your truth from other people. Because other people who pour into themselves in that way, see that magic within you. And if you're not pouring into yourself, you're not able to see that magic within yourself. So when someone says something like that to you, it sparks that emotional reaction. Because you're essentially shocking your mind for a minute. You know, that little hamster wheel that's telling you, you're not good enough. No one's going to like you. Shut up. Don't say that. No one wants to listen to you. You're never going to do anything in life. You're never going to accomplish anything in life. Um, you're ugly. You're this, you're that, you're the other. It, it gets shocked for a minute. It gets stopped. And you're listening to your soul, that quiet little whisper telling you that you're meant for more. And it's such a beautiful thing when that happens. Such a beautiful thing. So I totally forget where I was going with that, but I feel like that was something that needed to be <laughs> needed to be said. But you know, bringing it back. Um, speaking of you know exposure, I am essentially you know going into oh the speaking thing. You know, I'm doing things that are kind of out of my out of my normal routine. They, it, it's it's scary. It's a little. I have a little scarcity, but that's okay. You know, I know that I'm meant to do this. I know that I'm meant to take the stage and speak. I know that I'm meant to write a book. I know that I'm meant to start this podcast and start putting my message and my voice out there for people to resonate with. But I have to say, it really did scare me at first. And that's fine. You know, I was triggered. But as long as I make the choice to look at that trigger and see why, I'm feeling scared. And that's the whole, that's the thing. You know, like I, I picked a word for 2023 and I'm already getting a head start on it in true Capricorn style. Um, and my word for 2023 is exposure, exposure. And I've been putting myself in places that make me feel uncomfortable and you know, they're scaring me, but I know that the growth happens when we are able to step out of our comfort zone, when we're able to look within ourselves and dig out those, you know, those layers of shit that are residing there that are keeping us stuck, that are keeping us feeling less than, that are keeping us feeling like we can't do the thing or accomplish the thing. So that's what I'm doing. I'm putting myself in situations so that I can learn from myself. And every successful person does that same exact thing. If they are aligned with their being and they are doing the thing in the energy of knowing their worth, knowing that, you know, loving themselves, this, that, and the other, they're always doing 
something that is out of their comfort zone. And they're learning from that. And it can be really scary, but the benefits are top tier. So my word for 2023 is exposure. I highly recommend that you pick a word for yourself that you want to harness. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, I'm going to be, excuse me, did you hear that? I'm going to be um, an astronaut or it's, it's not so much a doing. It's a, it's a, a way of being like confidence would be a good example or resilience or trust or love. You know, those energies that keep us moving forward because that's really what it's about. It's not so much the doing that keeps us moving forward. We can set out to do anything that we want to do, but if our energy, our being is not aligned in that doing, we'll never be successful. We'll never feel fulfilled, I should say. We can be successful, but we will never feel fulfilled in what we're doing. We'll never feel aligned. We'll never feel like we are living in our purpose. For example, you will see, you know, starlet, you know, uh, actors or singers, and they're in a really bad place in their life. And you think to yourself, how could this person be so unhappy? They have everything that they could ever want. They're rich. They have a beautiful home, you know, on the hills in Hollywood or wherever. And, um, you know, they have all this money. They have all this, these cars. They get treated like royalty because they're famous. Why are they so unhappy? It's because they probably weren't aligned in their being and the things that they were doing. Maybe they were living a life to please someone else. Or maybe they just thought that money was everything when in reality, it's not. Maybe they just feel like they're constantly chasing that next high of achievement in order to feel fulfilled instead of giving them the things that they need in the now in order to feel fulfilled within themselves. Nothing that you do will ever make you feel fulfilled in the now. It's what you tell yourself while you're doing those things. You know, I've been at this life coaching career type thing that I'm go- that I'm doing here. And I've been trusting the pivots and the turns and this, that, and the other for a really long time. And I, there were times where I got frustrated because I wanted to have this one outcome. And I felt like when I accomplish this, then I'll be able to feel this. Or when I do this and when I have this many followers or this, that, or the other, you know, I was always chasing and doing in order to fulfill my being. And that's just not the vibe. It's not what we do. I realized that in order to feel fulfilled in the now, I needed to start giving myself those things in the now. I needed to tell myself, Amanda, you're fucking doing it. You're successful. You are worthy. You are loved in the now. You don't have to wait until you have this, that, or the other. You're everything that you've always wanted to be in the now. And when I did that, that's when I started receiving clarity on what was meant for me and how I was meant to make an impact. And now my word for 2023 is exposure. And I'm putting myself in those scary situations, but I'm doing it and I'm giving myself the things that I need in the now, the confidence, the worthiness, 
Yes, there's someone out there for your story. I know you used to tell yourself who the fuck's going to listen to me, but I'm telling you right now, someone will resonate with your story. So if this is, if you're listening to this and you know that you're meant to make an impact in this world in some way, this is your sign. Do it now and give yourself the things that you need in the now in order to set out and achieve what it is that you want to do. Because that's the jam and that's how you do it. <sighs> All right. Let me take a breath. Let me take a breath. Um, you know, speaking of that, I, I just want to maybe wrap this up on one thing. And that quickly it left my brain. Jesus Christ. Oh, what day is it? It's Wednesday. Of course. It's hump day. Um, anybody ever get like that Wednesday? You're just like, where the fuck am I? And what planet am I on? You know, I run around taking the kids here, there, and everywhere. Being a stay-at-home mom on top of running a business is really a lot on my plate. But I'm doing it, you know. What did I want to end this on? Oh, the most important, (laughs) here I am, the most important thing, if you want to make an impact, whatever it is you want to do, I'm not saying you have to take a stage and do what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm just saying, whatever it is, you know, we all have that calling for ourselves. We all have the thing that we want to do, whether it's start our own business or, you know, have that job that we've always wanted to do, but felt like maybe our parents wouldn't approve of it, you know? So whatever it is that you're setting out to do, have a desire for yourself, have a vague idea and really hone in on the energies. Close your eyes and think, what would this person who has this, how would they feel? What type of person would they be? Would they be a woman of confidence? A woman who is very assertive? who knows how to set boundaries, who loves herself, who accepts every square inch of her body, a woman who is fit, a woman who trusts in her decisions and knows that every decision that she makes, whether right or wrong, is a learning opportunity and wisdom to take with her to keep moving forward. So really close your eyes and think about that. What would this person be? What would their energies be in the thing that they're doing? And start off from there. Because if you have this specific way, okay, I want to do this, and I'm going to do it this way, and we're going to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, O, P, You're going to be very upset with yourself when you realize that you're going to go from A to Z to P to Q to R to C to D to F and so on and so forth. Because we're always taking two steps forward and two steps back. That's the way it should always be. You know, we always have a moment where we're moving forward. We're always having a moment where we need to take a step back and kind of look at patterns and things that are going on. Okay, what's working for me? What may not be working for me? Oh my God, listen to my voice. <clears throat> what may not be working for me? What do I need to change up here? Okay, let me take this pivot. Maybe this, you know, my, 
maybe this is the the direction that I need to go in. I feel like when we have a specific way that we want to do things or a specific way that we, you know, want to make an impact or whatever it is that we want to do, we get so hyper fixated on just having that one outcome that we ignore the things that are happening around us that are actually for us, essentially. And I found myself in that trap. I was like, no, I need to be a life coach. I need to look like this. I need to talk like this. I need to have this many followers. And this is what I'm going to talk about. I mean, I could go back. You can scroll down on my Instagram and see like my starting point. I'll never erase it. I'm not ashamed of it. It's my journey. That's, that's the things that I've learned about myself that make me who I am today. And 10 years from now, if Instagram is still a thing, (laughs) you'll see my present day will still be there from, you know, this time, 10 years ago, me today will still be on there. I will never discredit her because she's provided me so much. I trusted her pivots. I trusted her turns. I've trusted that having that desire of how I want to feel in the things that I'm doing. And when I was able to really hone in on that, that's where I started finding more clarity and what was meant for me. So if you honestly feel lost and you don't even know what the fuck is for you, start off there. You know, it can't hurt. I'm just saying. This is coming from a girl who tried every route in the eyes of trying to please other people. I was always a people pleaser. Always looking for that validation from other people. So I thought, let me do this. This will make everyone happy. I'll fit in doing this. Didn't work out. Oh, let me try this. This is it. This will make everyone happy. I'll look successful. I'll look put together. I'll look distinguished. Wasn't for me. Because I wasn't doing what was meant for me. I wasn't doing what lit me up. I wasn't living in alignment wasn't filling my own cup. I was trying to do things to fill other people's cups. And I got to a point where I'm like, Jesus Christ, when I lay my head down and I'm on my last breath of life, you know, my last, my dying days, I don't want to say, well, you know, I'm just so glad that I lived my life to please everyone else. And, you know, I didn't do a fucking thing I wanted to do, but you know, mom was pleased. So go me No, What kind of life is that? You know? So really have a desire for yourself of how you want to be. Really step into those energies and it'll throw back a lot of of things that are going to trigger you. I'm not saying it's going to be like slipping in all smooth and silky. It's going to be a little rough because there's things we're holding on to that are innate, that are, you know, not enabling us to step into those energies. And that's where the work begins, my friends. So have that desire of what's meant for you. Don't get hyper fixated on having that one outcome because you could be dis- dis- discarding something that is truly fucking epic. And I'll leave you all with that. Have a beautiful day. And I'll talk to you next time. See ya.